today and welcome to Holding Fast. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the Word of God, the only thing that will stabilize you in a time of change and shifting politics and science and economies and everything else? We remain confident that God is working. Uh, God has always worked in the nations of the past, and the scripture passage that I want to share this morning actually comes from my own personal Bible reading. Uh, uh, Well, it's a Bible reading program that many within our church family are reading through, reading through the Bible in a year, and this today found me reading in the 33rd chapter of Isaiah, and I wanted to, there were some things that stood out in this passage. You ever had that happen to you where you're reading the Bible and it just seems like a passage of scripture just leaps off the page and you find immediate relevance for what that scripture is talking about. Isaiah, of course, has been preaching and he's been warning God's people about idolatry. He's been warning them against disobedience and unrighteousness. And he reminds of the people, or at least he informs the people that God's about to lower the boom. Great judgment is about to occur, Jerusalem, and the nation of Israel is about to experience the wrath of God. And right in the middle of doing that, I'm reading this morning, and it dawns on me that God's wrath will not be held back indefinitely. Uh, The wheels of God's justice grind slowly, but they grind exceedingly fine, as one man has said. And today, as I read this passage, it really resonated with me because in Isaiah 33, verse 14, well, actually back up to verse 13, the Bible says, Hear, uh, hear ye that are afar off what I have done, that ye might be, that ye, ye, ye that are near acknowledge my might. The sinners in Zion are afraid. Fearfulness has surprised the hypocrites. Who among us shall dwell with the devouring fire? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? Stop right there. Uh, the text here seems to give an indication that it's there's a describe about this staggering alarm or this fear that was produced in Jerusalem on those that are unrepentant sinners and hypocrites because the judgment of God was about to come on Israel because of their idolatry and rejection of of righteousness and obedience to God. And so God's about to bring Sennacherib, the army of Sennacherib, on uh, Jerusalem. They would see his wrath on on uh, on the city itself. And there were a number of people, apparently, that were living in Jerusalem that had a form of godliness. They had a form of religion, but in reality, they were hypocrites. And the fear engulfs their souls so that they were uh, uh, dumbfounded and absolutely devoured by uh, the fear that, that, uh, heart, that, they, uh, that arose within their soul. So these that profess to serve God and yet were secretly doing something that Isaiah preached against and what they were doing is they were trying to find help from the unbelievers, from the unconverted, from the pagan nations around them. In fact, Isaiah preached against them going down to find aid in the nation of Egypt. Don't go back there. Repetitively, Isaiah preaches to God's people, don't try to find the answers for what plagues your country in a lost and dying nation. And so uh, they're rebuked about that. They're hypocrites. 
uh, when judgment, when the judgment of God overtakes sinners, uh, they become conscious of that wrath, and sometimes their minds are filled with great confusion. So, in a time of of, of great sickness or pandemics or times of pestilence, um, these people that are hypocrites, whose faith is not uh, authentically placed in God, the Father, and His Son, Jesus Christ. They have no confidence in God. They have no basis for that. They have no sense of peace. They have no sense of of stability within their own emotions and their heart. Um, they, they have no evidence that they're really prepared to die and meet God. They're just filled with absolute fear and alarm. And in contrast, what Isaiah is going to preach here is that those whose faith is in the Father, those whose faith is in Jesus Christ, a true friend of God, is going to be able to experience calm in those kinds of scenes. A hypocrite is going to show by his worried anxiety that he has no relationship with God. But somebody who is a true servant of the Lord, that's what I want to draw out of the text here today. Uh, exhibits a stabilizing, uh, a stabilized view of their existence. You know, folks, those of you that are listening to this, it should come no surprise that we're living in a broken world. Uh, we cannot expect this world to offer us a, a, a lack of persecution or, or, or just an easy life all the time. The fact is, the scripture tells us that this day and age will be a time of tribulation to us, trials and struggles. But in verse 15 of Isaiah uh, 33, the, the prophet Isaiah says that there are characteristics of somebody who, in contrast to the hypocrites, have confidence and security, and that is those who practice righteousness. Look at verse 14, or listen to this, excuse me, verse 15, listen to what this says. He that walketh righteously and speaketh uprightly, he that despiseth the gain of oppressions, literally deceits, that shaketh his hands from holding bribes, that stoppeth his ears from hearing of blood, and shutteth his eyes from seeing evil. He shall dwell on high, his place of defense shall be the munitions of rocks, bread shall be given him, his waters shall be sure, Thine eyes shall see the king in his beauty, and they shall behold the lamb that is very far off. Wow, what a, what a contrast is presented. In one category, you have the people that are shaking and quaking in their boots because their eyes are so fixed on this world. And in contrast, in the very next verse, you have this confidence and security of somebody who genuinely is walking with God. And in that verse, verse 15, he gives this, this these characteristics of a righteous man. And it is, first of all, in verse 15, that he walks righteously. That means that he's living righteously. He does what is right. He orders his life in obedience to God. God says that go, that's the first step in having a confident assurance and being stable in this life. He says next in verse 15, he's somebody that speaks uprightly. His words are well ordered. He, he, he doesn't, he's not a liar. He's not given to slander. He does, he's not obscene in his speech. He's not vulgar in his conversation. Uh, he's somebody who speaks uprightly, uh, speaks justly and righteously. 
The third characteristic of somebody who has a settled confidence and peace in God is that he despises the gain of being deceitful. That's a third one. He he abhors that which is false dealing and false weights, and he is not a liar. It, it, the word here is a word that means somebody that would extort payments in a harsh and cruel way or things of that nature. Number four, a fourth characteristic of somebody who is uh, living in peace and harmony is that he he shakes his hands from holding of bribes, literally. Um, that relates particularly to those that are in leadership, but anybody who is in business. They're not going to allow their judgment to be swayed or they're not going to be cheating and swindling people. And then there's a fifth characteristic of somebody, and I think this is interesting, particularly from our perspective in year 2021. A fifth characteristic is that a righteous man will stop his ears from hearing of blood, meaning he doesn't listen to a proposal to shed blood, or he's not involved in any kind of scheme of violence. There's no robbery or murder on his mind. Uh, he's not going to subject himself to having somebody talk about murder. Um, we have become inured or we've become calloused to this concept in our world today. Somebody stated a statistic not too long ago that there was a this exorbitant number of murders that young people grow up hearing about and seeing on TV on a regular basis. Uh, there used to be a time not so long ago in the history of our country when to hear of anybody that was murdered was such a scandalous thing and people were just absolutely aghast that something would like that would happen. Today, it's run of the mill. Dozens and dozens and dozens of people are shot in our cities every year. Murder takes place. Scheming takes place. Um, God says that somebody who is righteous and lives in peace is going to prevent yourself from giving even an ear to listening to murders and all kinds of immorality going on. And of course, that leads to the last one in verse 15. A characteristic of a righteous person is that he shuts his eyes from seeing evil. He doesn't even want to look at it. He He's not found in places where it would be committed. Uh, that I'm not watching on TV. And boy, we can become so callous to that. Uh, a righteous man should not only have no part in evil, but you need to not even be a witness to evil taking place, even in fictional movies and things of that nature because of what it does to a man's soul. If you see evil and you see it going forward every day, uh, that it's involved in our culture all the time uh, to the point where you can't even listen to the news without it going on, it will have an, an effect on you. I want to challenge you today. It's interesting that this pastor scripture should be for today, but cultivate in your life a love of peace in the sense that you eliminate from your ears the hearing of murder and bloodshed and that you cultivate shutting your eyes from seeing that evil that's going on around you. Some people might say, well, pastor, I can't, I can't be, I can't live in a greenhouse or in a, a monastery. Well, I don't know that it would hurt us very bad though to eliminate those things from our lives that could draw us away from the Lord. Uh, I want to encourage you, if you want peace, you want in the midst of God's wrath to experience uh, a time of 
of harmony in your own heart and your walk with the Lord. Walk uprightly, walk righteously, as it says here in Isaiah 33. God bless you today. This is the end of the podcast week, and I'm going to take a little break for a few days because I'm going to be going away, and I may pop up every now and then with a podcast while I am away, but I want to encourage you to meditate on these things. Stay faithful in your Bible reading. Walk with Christ. He could return at any moment, and don't be a stranger to the house of God. Make sure that you're faithful with Him. I pray for you, I care for you very deeply, and I'm asking God to do great things in your life. Walk with the Lord Jesus. 